Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. For your drive home. I mean, you know how it is. Rockin' and rollin' and whatnot. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell into hour number three. And a lot of buzz about uh, Bill Belichick being the front runner. Maybe in the clubhouse with the lead. But as Carl pointed out to start the show, there's a lot of work to be done to comply with NFL rules when it comes to hiring. There's an extended process now, and uh, we just found out that it might be next week. There's more play- more people have to come in, more places the Falcons may have to go to travel, or maybe these guys come here, Carl. And the latest news from Tom Pelissaro and Adam Schefter, Mike Vrabel, former Titans coach, interviewing with the Chargers. Ooh. And uh, according to Pelissaro, the Falcons and Seahawks requesting an interview to talk to Mike Vrabel, and I like that. I let's, do too. let's cast a wide net, baby. Well, this is what we were talking about with getting overly excited about Belichick's the guy. You do this with the guys that you're serious with. You're going to bring them back for a second interview. Listen, if, if they don't interview Mike Vrabel, they're doing us a disjustice, a, dis, a disservice. Right. Okay. If they don't give Harbaugh, okay, unless he doesn't want it, which eventually we'll find out. Like, if this doesn't happen, eventually it will come out that, hey, Harbaugh was interested in this job and this job only, and he didn't want to do a second interview. But if you don't offer him a second interview to talk to him and, and go through the same process as you're going through with right. Belichick, you're doing us a disservice. This fan base deserves the full gamut, Mike, of all these guys being spoken to, and then those guys right. figuring out who's the best guy for us. We deserve that. Right. And I just think you, you, you maybe, as we said earlier, you know, uh, Belichick, everybody's kind of, you know, starting to put this down in an ink and not pencil. Let's just slow our roll. I know you saw the same things that Ian Rappaport had and Josina Anderson talking about it. And, and that's going, I, I did a video today about it as well. But, you know, let's maybe, let's hope. Maybe Harbaugh gets that second face-to-face, you know, and we get his philosophy on this. Look, the questions guys are asking, what what are they talking about? What what do you think they're talking about? How do you fix it? You need a quarterback. This team is pretty much ready to roll. There's some pieces we could always improve, Carl, like edge rush, but certainly the offensive line, maybe a a new center, but you're ready to go. you got to find – you've got to get a guy in here who can get the quarterback because every other coach we've talked about and every legendary coach whose career wound down the wrong way didn't have the quarterback. Yeah. And it'll be the same for Belichick unless he gets it right, if he is, is in fact, that dude. The reason why Belichick's uh, tenure, all right, ended the way it did, I'm talking about the last four to five years in New England, is because the elite players slowly dissipated. You go from having elite players to not having elite players. All these great coaches will tell you they're not great coaches without them. Okay? None of these guys that we've talked about. And and if you want to say he's the best ever, and I have no issues with that because of the rings, that's great. But whether it's Dick Vermeil with the greatest show on turf, Mike, he's not the greatest Mm. show on turf without those elite players. The Cowboys, three wins back-to-back and, and, you know, three Super Bowls in the 90s. That doesn't happen without Troy and Michael and – there's something to be said about that. He didn't have that anymore. So coming here, you evaluate the talent, and I'm not telling you that, that we are more talented than, than most teams in the NFL, 
but you like the young nucleus. And you say, this is way more than I just left right. in New England, and what do we do to supplement that? That's what they're talking about. How do we get there, not in six years, two Right. The other thing is, you know, while you've still got these young playmakers now, look, we, we hope that Pitts bounces back. You know, Pitts kind of becomes a lightning rod among some of the fans about, you know, when they get mad when we say he's a bust and they say his career here is still yet to be determined. But if Pitts gets back on track and you get a delivery system that's reliable, you got Bijan, you got Algier. Like, you've got things. Some, not every other team has got what we've got. We do need to go get another wide receiver, if we're honest, Carl. I mean, and I think you do that either through free agency or the draft. We need a guy that takes the top off. Correct. We don't have that guy. No, we don't. You know, well, I mean, Scotty Miller's great, but that's, you know, that's a limited role for him. But we've got enough. The point is, guys, the defense is solid enough. We know we're not we're not a team that is a reclamation project like what Carolina would be. I agree. Uh, we, we do have a lot of pluses. So that is the news. Uh, as far as those interviews, and I just want to be clear, they have to be face-to-face. That's why there's no movement and there won't be. The NFL mandates this, and, and whether you like it or not, or it's a dumb rule, it's not. The NFL has had issues hiring minority coaches across the board. We've seen it in every hiring cycle. And so you're getting them more opportunity, more interviews. But more importantly, if I don't meet you – right. I can't really assess you. Zoom doesn't do it. So the NFL says that's got to be face-to-face. So you need at least two of those. Most teams are going to do more. That will not start until next week. And so that's important. Those interviews aren't just, hey, pull him up on Zoom. Let's talk to him. All right, we got we got our qualifying interviews. Yeah. You remember that get they used to do with Saturday Night Live with uh, Frank Sinatra was doing all those crappy duets. They were just mass producing them. All right, get Bono in here. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, Frank, how are you? done. All right, you're out of the studio. Let's go. Get your name. Oh, Curly, get in here. You know, right. like the joke was they would mass produce these duets. You know what I'm talking about? Or no, you've got to put some, there's going to be some foresight, there'll be some forethought into this thing. And look, what what is your plan? Do you, hey, by the way, can you work with Terry Fontenot? You know, and and you know, and I presume you know Terry's in here. Terry's in the interviews. He's in those interviews. He's in guys. the interviews. And I know that, the, that a lot of folks look. I don't know. Is is Terry going to be considered one of the great uh, general managers of all time? I don't know. I like what he's done that he can control. He could control free agency. Did really well with that. You know, I mean, if Bergeron was his idea, that's a green check mark, Carl. I agree. But no, you could debate where we you know allocated you know picks to. Skill positions, that's something maybe that was Arthur Smith was driving that narrative. I don't know. We're going to someday find out. Yeah, and I want to say this, too. I mean, I want to be fair to Terry, and at some point we will talk with him publicly, but I'll say this. He's not sitting in these meetings and going, you know, whatever you want, Bill. Yeah. Like he's got a lampshade on his head or something. He's just part of the furniture. He's earned this opportunity, and he needs the respect that goes with being the general manager. And that is what I want to believe is going on in these minutes. He's not sitting there going, well, Bill, whatever you need. He's saying, here's how I feel. And if it doesn't mesh, Mike, it doesn't mesh. Because I don't want to be somewhere where I am limited in my ability to make these decisions. So that's kind of where Terry is, guys. I I know we all think, like, you know, he's meek and he's sitting there on a chair in the corner. It's not happening. He's, He's asking and doing and being involved as he should be. And that respect goes both ways. And that's why we can make jokes about Belichick, and I get it. From where he was, nobody questioned him. Right. Dude, you're looking for a job. It's time for you to be questioned. It's time yeah, I mean, for you to answer y- some, of the, that's, some of the things. See, that's just it. I mean, and like, and I, I don't believe Bel- – I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never had a chance to be in a room, a room alone with Bill Belichick. I don't know if he comes in there and it's like, yeah, what's going on? Now you slap nuts ready to go. Here's what I'm doing. <laughs> rolling with what I'm throwing down. That's it. Here's my price. I don't know. Here's my price. <laughs> like, I'm going to put it down yeah. on a. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Or does he come in? It's but it's hard to see. That's 
if I'm honest, guys, unless you're freaking delusional, it's really hard to look at Belichick right now and see him as a guy that's in a collaborative effort. Now, he was, he was singing that tune the last few days of his coaching in New England. But he didn't he, have to be, Mike. Yeah, but, I'm, but now, but, you really, but do you really believe he's going to come in here and work with Terry Fontenot? He's going to tell Terry yes. Fontenot what to do. No, I, I, listen, I think everybody believes that. I think this is different only because, and again, he doesn't have the job yet. We're, right. we're speculating that if, it's, if this right. is to happen. But I think, Mike, you're in a different situation. He didn't have to collaborate, guys, right. because all he did was go to Mr. Kraft and go, I want to do this. And Kraft would go, Bill, do whatever you want. And, you know, he was, look, when things were cooking, what made the Patriots so amazing is the ability to go draft somebody and then the fifth year not just simply going, here's all the money. They said, you know what, Belichick said, you were really good for us. Goodbye. But then at the end, he couldn't replace those guys. And that's why they are where they are. It worked until mm. it didn't work. You know, you think of like Chandler Jones, yep. guys along those lines. There was a time where he, and he, he picked up, we talked about it earlier. You know, who's it? Uh, David Andrews from Georgia was an undrafted free agent. They, they knew him from the, from the, uh, the obviously from Juge. The guy's been the, uh, a, a big time stalwart on that offensive line for over a decade. So these moves all worked. Some of them in the end have not worked. And then the question becomes do you trust him to get the quarterback right, knowing that if you don't, we've just wasted three years down here in Atlanta? We'll see where it goes. Uh, again, more interviews to come. This is not over, so Falcon fans, don't fret. If this is a hire that you do not believe is the right hire, I hear you. But this is not over. This is just part of the process. This hour is brought to you by March Main Real Estate. Guys, let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. Early odds favor the dogs, Mike. Georgia football game at Alabama more than eight months away, but already – Many people are pointing to September 28th. Hi, Jerome. And they're saying <laughs> that the dogs are not only going to be favored as of today on the road, but they're going to be a better team than Alabama. Oh, they're going to figure out how to get Jalen Miller on the ground this time? Well, I'm with you because that's a game they should have won. Now, is Jalen Milrow about to become more dynamic with DeBoer and the offensive staff coming from Washington? Is he going to be better than he was last year? I have to believe that. But right now, if you are a betting guy, George will be a three-point favorite. That number could go up. Do you like the idea? Because everybody's just saying Saban's gone, new coaching staff, players have left, right? I think nine of their top 13 players have entered the portal. We'll see how many come back and what happens, but that is a big problem, and I think that is why right now people are looking ahead and already going, Mike, dogs are going to be way better than Alabama, and they'll beat them on the road. And with Georgia's schedule, we've talked about, you know, all the big tough matchups. I, I still think if you're a Georgia fan, wrap your head around the idea of maybe having a loss or two and still being in the playoffs. I agree. I agree you know, with that. I, and I don't think that, you know, look, Florida Gators, you know, Napier's going to be on the hottest of hot seats. Tennessee's going to be breaking in a new quarterback uh, with high expectations, granted. But, I mean, you still feel really good about, you know, where you are. The, the question is going to be how, how quickly does Oklahoma hit the ground running? Certainly Texas has got a machine in place right now. I mean, it's, the competition is insane in the SEC. With all due respect to Washington, the Pac-12 teams join the Big Ten. Yeah. There ain't no four or five game stretch like Georgia's got. I agree, Mike, uh, and I'm just looking at this as we speak and, and what it looks like and the, the fact that you have to go on the road to Texas for the first time. Right. And all that stuff is going to play out, and, and I'm with you. I don't think we're going to have, if we do, an undefeated team. Mm-hmm. They're really good, whoever it's going to be. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you're looking at one loss, probably three or four one-loss teams in yeah, the SEC. I, I, I just think you know when you expand it to 12, and then here's where you, you, you take care of business. I just mentioned it. When you look at the, now, whatever this committee is going to, again, it's always been a moving target anyway, Carl. But when you look at the strength of schedule, 
and Georgia's going to have it over everybody. Yep. So if you have one loss or even two, you're still going to be. Now, the question is, do you fall with two losses where, you know, Georgia has to go on the road to, you know, pick your spot, Ohio State or Penn State or somewhere in there? We don't know. That's one of the cool new wrinkles. Or conversely, somebody comes to Athens, right, to come see you. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but I'm with the, the odds makers. I think the dogs are better right now, just based on what we know. I got to see how many of these guys come back to Alabama. And how many? I was going to say, how many guys do we pilfer from yeah. the tide? Let's <laughs> see what happens. Hey, Brandon Gaulton's going to join us, Georgia Sportscaster of the Year. Don't blush, Brandon. <laughs> Congratulations. We'll talk to him next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is Jim Rome with a CBS Sports Minute. What about Philadelphia? What about Nick Sirianni? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When he came on our show last year, before the season started, and said, my dream job. Rarely in our business do you get a chance to have your dream job. And for Brandon Galton, calling Braves games has always been something he's wanted to do. And now he's been acknowledged as one of the best to do it as the Georgia Sportscaster of the Year. And, Brandon, congratulations. Uh, Man, listen, you know this. We love your work. It's Dukes and Bell. We enjoyed how you went about your business, called the games, the interaction between you and the the guys in the booth and the players. Um, Tell us what that first year was like and how much, you know, uh, you learned about either the job, the team, or yourself in the process of being the Braves broadcaster. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate the kind intro. It it was a surreal first year. I knew no matter what happened on the field, look, we knew the Braves would probably be good. We didn't maybe know they would be that good. But I knew even if they had only won 40 games for me, it was going to be special and enjoyable because, as you said, that was a job that I had always aspired to. It's a team that I grew up loving and a team that I've always cheered for. So, that was cool. Then to see the team go on and win over 100 games and, and take away the postseason, I, I get that it was a disappointing ending. But for our coverage in the regular season, all the historic things that happened, uh, the on-air and off-air relationships that I was fortunate enough to build with Jeff Francoeur, with Tom Glavin, with Peter Moylan, with Smoltz, with all those other guys that were in the mix, um, it, it was just surreal. It was just a wonderful, wonderful ride. 
and one that I'm grateful for and grateful that there, there's more to come. Hopefully the postseason will end differently here in 2024 and beyond. But it was just a, a magnificent first season and one that I'm very thankful for. Yeah, and just to echo uh, Carl's sentiment, just fun. And I, what I love about uh, the show, entertaining, fun to listen to. And you, you let things breathe when you got you know, multiple guests in there. I mean, it just the whole production, I know you've given credit to the producers. It's just been awesome as Brandon Gordon joins us here, taking time away from calling Madden to join us here on Dukes and Bell. Yeah, man. <laughs> the, the, and the season, you know, it's just we're all kind of reaching. We had Alex Anthopoulos on a few weeks ago. We're all kind of reaching for the answers to, to how do we figure out those best of five. But that's been kind of been this franchise's kryptonite, kryptonite in its history. Yeah, and look, it's kind of baseball-wide. You look at what happened last year. A lot of the teams that had all that success in the regular season and had a little extra time to get healthy or whatnot before the postseason uh, did not fare well. And I think there's a lot of people in baseball trying to figure out, okay, is that just an outlier or is there something to that? How, How do you handle that rest period if you do have a lot of success and get the extra five days off before you have to play in the next round? Look, I... Some people say it doesn't matter. Some people say it does. It throws off your timing, your chem, everything that you had rolling in the course of playing every day, and then that lull just kind of hits you differently. I think the truth, like most things, is probably somewhere in the middle. I do think that some teams probably need to address how they're handling that time off and what they do. Uh, And then I also just think maybe it's a little bit of one of those baseball oddities that we see, that it's just strange, and maybe that – gets rectified and maybe this year all, all the favorites go through and then everyone say well wait there is no problem i think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle but look yes phrase country knows and i know and you guys know it was disappointing we've had a couple of those disappointing early exits in the round and then the year they won the world series they won less than 90 games so it just goes to show you as cliche as it is that anything can happen when baseball comes to play in october and hopefully this year the braves will be on the right side of history Brandon Galton joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. By the way, spring training right around the corner. It's crazy uh, as February will be here before you know it. I know it's cold out right now, but uh, we'll be down in Florida and thinking about, you know, the season coming up. What do you think the most important move that Alex made here so far? I don't know if he's done, but, you know, we've had him on the show and he keeps talking about, hey, I'm trying to improve this team as best as possible. But he was adamant, Brandon, about not giving any of our core players away. Yeah, I think if you ask the most important move, look, everyone said in the offseason, what do you need to improve? You need to figure out the starting pitching, hopefully get one more starter, and then what's going on with the bullpen? Can the bullpen be strengthened a little bit? I think both of those things have been done, but certainly there are question marks with them, right? Chris Sale is a guy who came in from Boston. He's a starter. He's a seven-time All-Star, but what are people curious about? Well, he's had injuries the last couple of years. He's now 34 years old. How will he hold up? Can he kind of rejuvenate his career in Atlanta? If we saw the Chris Sale that we saw pre-pandemic before the injury started to pile up, he was one of the best in the game. So you know that the ability is there. It's can he stay healthy? The good thing with Chris Sale, and so I guess I'm leaning towards this as maybe the move that could be the most important. The thing about Chris Sale that everybody has said is that he is a wonderful clubhouse guy. And some people hear that and they roll their eyes, and I get it. The Braves last year, and I was fortunate to see it firsthand, the clubhouse is unbelievable. It, it just It's like a group of best friends hanging out. And Chris Sale is a guy who has a great reputation for being in clubhouses. 
not only that, but being a leader. And I think maybe that's something that the team could use is another older veteran presence that's been through some wars, has the seven all-star nominations, and can get in there and really light a fire maybe under some of the younger guys if they need it later in the season. And so by all accounts, uh, he's great in the clubhouse. The question will be, can he hold up and can he get back to his old form? If he does, I mean, this starting rotation is already excellent. You throw Chris Sale into the mix, if he does rejuvenate his career, it's a really, really good rotation. Talking with Brandon Gauden, guys, and before you know it, and really, literally before you know it, pitchers and catchers will report and we'll get to work. Uh, the bullpen looks beefed up. I know that uh, you know the trades we pulled off. Uh, I know the trade uh, with uh, with Seattle looks like that could be something where there really is no weakness, you know, one through eight, at least out there in the field. Yeah, the question, Mark, you mentioned the trade with Seattle. Jared Kelnick in left field. This is a guy that a lot of people maybe who just follow baseball casually do not know the name. People that follow it in depth know the name Jared Kelnick because he was a really hot prospect when he came up. He's still just 24 years old. So what's Alex Anthopoulos doing? Well, he's betting that Jared Kelnick can become the five-tool Major League Baseball player that a lot of people thought he would be when he was 19, 20 years old. He struggled in Seattle last year because he kicked a water cooler broke his foot and missed a couple of months and it threw his whole season off course. Now that's a separate discussion as to why that happened. He, he gave an explanation for it. He was frustrated. He says it's helped him and he's changed and he's looking forward to, to being a better teammate moving forward. That's a separate discussion, but, but the tools are there. And so, yes, you, you change things in left field. You don't have Eddie Rosario anymore. And really that was the only question because all the other spots we know, these guys are locked up in long-term contracts and the lineup was as good as, as we've seen last season. If Kelnick comes and provides just a decent baseball, he doesn't need to be great with what's around him and a good presence in left field, then there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Uh, th- then again, all eyes will go to can the starting rotation stay healthy and can the bullpen give you a little bit more, especially later in the season and in the postseason. And, and we'll see if that is the case. Brandon, you called one of the greatest seasons in the history of baseball. You do realize that, right? I don't know if he can be better. I'm talking about Ronald Acuna. I mean, I don't know if we'll see what he did again. I hope we do, but do you think he can can improve on what we saw? <laughs> Boy, 40-70. I never thought I'd see it. Even with the even with the rule changes, I didn't think you'd see that combination of home run hitting and stolen base prowess in one season. It, it was it was something else. And he's just the thing about it is he makes it look so easy. easy. And I guess in baseball, <laughs> yeah. you can say that about a lot of superstars, but he has that cool factor of just it looks effortless. It's like he never breaks a sweat, and he always has kind of that even keel look on his face. And it doesn't matter who you throw at him, what you try to do. He's going to beat you. He's just better. And uh, I don't know if it can get any better than it was last year, but certainly I think now that we are seeing Ronald Acuna back at full health, because prior to last year, the knee wasn't 100%. That's been well documented. But now that you see how healthy he is, how good he can be with that health, okay, well, he's still young. So now you fast forward. He could have five, six, seven, eight amazing years coming up, knock on wood, if he stays healthy. I hope they're all in a Braves uniform, and I hope we all get to witness something as special as we did last season. Hey, man, there were so many great memories in the booth this year. Obviously, they don't give you much of a speaking part when they get all the Hall of Famers together, Brandon, but what was your favorite? What was the, who's, who's one of the more fun guys to work with? What's your favorite moment from last year just having, you know, blanks and giggles? Because I love when you guys do pop culture, the movies, the, the fun stuff. 
Yeah, we had we had a blast. And I guess my mantra is, look, people watching at home, they want to have fun. And even when the team is losing, you can't sit there and, and crack jokes and make light of the fact that they're they're trailing six to one in the seventh inning. But you can still try to spin things positive and have fun interactions with the guys that you're working with. And that's what we hope to bring into the homes every night because it's a joy to do this. There were so many moments, but I honestly would say watching that Hall of Fame broadcast, that I, mm. the two games that I was not a part of, uh, was as big of a joy for me <laughs> as anything. And some people say, well, that, that may sound weird. You, just, you got the job that you wanted, and then you're not working those games, and that was a highlight. It was a highlight because, man, I felt like a kid again. And I grew up watching those teams through the 90s and with those guys playing. And, and then you throw Jeff Francoeur into the mix, who just is, is just an all-time great guy with the best personality you could ever be around. Uh, and him and those other three, you were learning, you were laughing. I, I just thought those two telecasts were tremendous. And, Again, I I was sitting there on my couch. I was like, this is like 10-year-old Brandon back in southern Indiana watching the games on TBS, except I'm listening to the guys that I was watching and play in those great games. And so that that was a really cool thing that the Braves and Bally put together, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to do it a couple more times this coming year. Good stuff, man. Congratulations. Uh, Offseason is just a few more weeks for you, but enjoy, and we look forward to visiting with you as we get ready for another uh, hopefully amazing Braves season. Thanks so much, Brandon. Thanks a lot, fellas. Really appreciate it. Yeah, cool. man. Good stuff from Brandon Gauden, guys. Uh, and and he's, he points out a lot of good stuff there with the Braves and how, we're sh- how we should be looking at this, right? I still think, okay, this is just where I'm at. On paper, Mike, mm-hmm. Dodgers and what they did this offseason, they're the team to beat. Yeah, it's hard to go against it, although sometimes Dave Roberts, because driven from management, those analytics things get them in some trouble. Still, the Braves, one through nine, we'll take one through eight, I'll take it. And hopefully, you know, maybe uh, we'll see some more moves, you know, but still got some things to do. I agree. You know? We have some things to do, including coming up at five o'clock, the latest on the Falcons and the second interview with Bill Belichick. We will straighten it all out for you. But, Mike, what do we have coming up in Guy Talk? All right, man. Uh, remember when uh, Odell Beckham and the Giants had a few days off and they went before a playoff game down to Miami? And they were ago. all on the boat with their shirts off, wearing the Timberlands. Now you know the rest of the story. They went on and lost to the Packers. All of New York media was it was a firestorm. Yeah. It was really bad decisions. So Odell Beckham addressed it. I've got the context. I'll get that to you. And Carl, Planet of the Apes, it could happen for real. And it would start in Kirby Smart's hometown. What? Next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Game. It's time for fun. Time for guy talk. Yes! <laughs> Never mind. It's time for shenanigans. Yeah! Yeah! Yes! 
Brought to you by Hooters. If the game is on, it's on at Hooters. Any conference, all season long. Yeah, buddy, the latest on the Falcons uh, coaches search. A lot of news about uh, Belichick, which has got people fired up today. Uh, Adam Schefter and Tom Pelissero reporting that Mike Vrabel will be next on deck for the Falcons to speak with. Also, scheduled interviews with Ben Johnson, Antonio Pierce. More on that at 5 o'clock for the Falcon Report. Hey, tomorrow, Dukes and Bell, we're hitting the road, man. Yeah! Gwinnishian. Uh, Duluthians, we're going to be up at uh, Gas South Arena. We're going to be hanging out doing the show uh, 2 to 7 before the Atlanta Gladiators get into action. Uh, We'll be up there. And by the way, our Hey Man Ale is sold at the arena. How sweet is that? Love it. Thank you guys nice. up there. Uh, Gas out the arena. Appreciate you. So when you go to events and whatnot, you can order Hey Man L. But, yeah, very excited about that, Mike. Right on. What the puck? Grab our beer and have some fun up there at Gas South. All right. This made a lot of news back in the day when Odell Beckham was uh, the bee's knees, making the one-handed catch, and the Giants were looking to get to back to the Super Bowl for one more time with Eli and company. They had a day off. It was a New Year's Eve that year after they wrapped up the season. They decided to go down to South Beach. And needless to say, the photo just went bananas. If you remember, it's a bunch of Giants players all with their shirts off, most rocking Timberland boots. And, on, and in some of the shots that are edited out, there there was no girls to be seen. So it kind of looked uh, true. a little strange. Uh, but again, yeah, you do what you do. I like to get on a boat and take my shirt off with a bunch of dudes hanging out in jeans. That's just what the Giants like to do. Uh, he did go on a podcast, uh, did Odell Beckham, to explain what this is all about. It's the Punchline podcast hosted by his teammate Marlon Humphrey. He said when the picture came out, the energy, I'm a huge energy person, everybody around me, even in my own self, I was like, we lost. He said that it basically screwed up. The media scrutiny over this thing kind of just drained the Giants. And part of the problem was when they went down to Miami, which some said, how are you going to go to Miami? Because there's weather issues around the east and you might not get back on time. They had the best week in practice. But the problem was the day or two before practice, Carl, they couldn't get back on time from Miami. The flight, they had a charter, a private plane. So they're basically, it's New Year's night. We're going to celebrate. You're going out in New York and Miami. We decided we're going to fly down there, have a good little night, hop back on the plane, and get out of there. The night happens. We're calling the pilots. Something's going on. The flight's going to be delayed until 6 a.m. Oh. So we end up going to an after party. And there's Trey Songs and Justin Bieber. <laughs> so we're just out there kicking and chilling. It was a house on the water in Miami. A boat ends up coming out there, and I'm like, well, we'll go out there and we'll come back in. They never thought the photo would go anywhere. Got you. I got you. Yeah. It's on the cover of the New York Post. It's pretty funny. It says, yachts all, folks, shipwrecked. That was the <laughs> – because the New York Post always just nails it after they then go on to lose to the uh, Packers. But he went on to explain that he hadn't packed anything for the flight. He ended up borrowing Victor Cruz's Timberland boots for the, for the, for the for trip the out on the boat. Yeah. If you look at the picture, it tells a story. You could tell no one on the boat thought his picture would be posted. The sun is beaming. We're all out there with no sleep. So basically, everybody who wrote articles thinking that that did screw things up, well, it kind of did screw things up because eventually they get back to practice with no sleep, and then they go to Green Bay in minus three degrees, and you know from Miami to Ooh. that, and it just it, when you win, as Odell Beckham says in the podcast, it would have been legendary, but you didn't, so it goes the other way. That's true, uh, and you were this close. I mean, like you, yeah. if, if they were able to pull that off, that's interesting though. There's always a backstory to these crazy stories that we see or we hear right. about, and. Yeah, we clown them, and, and, you know, rightfully so. They deserved it because nobody knew that right. when it happened. We just thought these guys had the the goal. Right. Man, let's go down to Miami and kick it. Ha- take a trip in the middle of the – like, in the middle of this run you're in. And everybody was like, bad decision, and everybody was talking about whose decision was it. Right. So I'm glad he uh, he owned up to that, man. 
Hey, man, uh, interesting little poll that came out uh, earlier this week, and this was involving a number of players uh, in the NBA as far as who is the most disliked. Now, I, I teased this a few days ago. Finally get to the meat of the story for you, brother. Right. It was uh, on Twitter, and it was from Bet Online. conducted research over the past 60 days. They uh, basically went out and they asked the fans, who is the guy you love to hate in the NBA? Who do you think number one guy, would, most disliked guy would be right now? Hands down, it's, it's Draymond. Bingo! Hands by over just all just under twenty, actually twenty one thousand votes. Second most. Now this is where there's the little haters come out. LeBron James. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, there's the MJ, MJ dies hard for some folks That's out true. there. That's true. And, and like, I, I've stopped hating on LeBron. I think you appreciate his legacy. Sure, he's going to let you know if he's going through a knee injury. Sure, he's going <laughs> to let you know if he's been struggling with some stuff off court. But he generally brings home the bacon. Kevin Durant comes in third. No big surprise there. No, no. He's changed teams. He's considered, uh, as my man Charles would say, he ain't driving the bus. So right. I, uh, I don't. I'm not surprised at that. Forty-five thousand guys don't like John Morant. I think that's kind of self-explanatory yeah. for the off-the-court issues. I agree. Uh, the next next couple are pretty similar and, and simple to understand. James Harden at thirty-seven thousand votes. Kyrie Irving. Okay, I and, understand and, all you know, that. You're paid to do a job, and you don't really do the job all yeah. the time. Yeah, some yeah, would yeah. say Ben Simmons also falls in that category. So anyway, twenty-three thousand. So then it becomes who don't you like just because they're good, like you know Steph Curry or Luka Doncic. And here's something interesting: when it comes to Trey Young. Trey Young had only less than 10,000, only 8,467 people of the hundreds of thousands who responded had Trey Young as a guy they don't like. So what's the problem? What is the problem? What's the problem? What was the it was the athletic last year that had the uh the poll they conducted with the anonymous players? Like, it was like was it like something like four four something like 19 or 20 some odd players Yeah, was? Trey had the most votes of all the active players yeah. of the most disliked. It was 43 guys. It was a very yeah. small sample size. That's you think right. all the dudes in the association. Yeah, I remember right. yeah, I remember right. that cuz we were like, "Who who voted this?" Right. Uh That's less than four teams. Correct. Here's the deal, and a lot of those guys at the top have won. When you win, you automatically get the people who like or dislike you cuz you're winning, and that's just how it is. I don't know what the deal is with Trey. I, I can't speak to that, Mike, as to why he was. Is, what's the list? How is he top ten or outside the top ten? No, he's way. I mean, Trey is at the bottom. I mean, Trey is literally when you look at all the guys that are disliked. And again, we're talking ninety-five thousand for Draymond, less than ten thousand for Trey. Okay. All right. And yeah, I mean, Rudy. Actually, Rudy Gobert's got less people disliking him than really? Trey. Now that's you know, a surprise. Yeah, but again, I think to know how Rudy does Rudy is, Gobert sound. I see. There you go. For the people who hate the haters out there, uh, Brandon Ingram is more disliked than I am. Donovan Mitchell is more disliked. Why do you hate Rudy Gobert? Why do you hate Rudy? I was a victim. I used a famous French technique when Draymond <laughs> put me in chokehold. I say, I surrender. <laughs> that is a famous French technique. <laughs> Perfected <laughs> in the parts of World War One and World War Two. I just anyway. Moving on. Now you and I are big science fiction fans. Yeah. And for many guys of a certain age, I mean, even younger guys, it maybe doesn't hold the same power. But when when Charlton Heston is on horseback in Planet of the Apes, and you see the Statue of Liberty, and you go. Oh, my God. And you realize he's been on Earth the whole time they came back. It's kind of amazing. What did you think of the reboots of Planet of the Apes? Some of them are pretty good. No, they are. Uh, as a matter of fact, don't they have one coming out here, don't they? I believe There's another one there on the way. There's another one on the way. But, by the way, I'm a big fan of Planet right. of the Apes, all these movies. Right. Sci-fi, all that yeah. stuff. I, I dig it. I dig it. Get your hands off me. Yeah. Get your filthy hands off you me, you dirty damn, ape. damn dirty ape. <laughs> yeah, man. So, reason I bring this up, take a get ready pill, residents of South Georgia. According to Channel 2, they're going to have a giant $396 million complex in Bainbridge that could eventually hold up to 30,000 
monkeys. What? They would be sold to universities and pharmaceutical companies for medical research. What if these monkeys escape? Exactly. In Bainbridge, Georgia. <laughs> Better get Jim Bob Cacciatore on the case if they get out. I'd say that much. <laughs> Local residents are up in arms. Obviously, animal rights people are losing their minds. Oh, over they this. don't want it down there. Well, yeah. Well, they don't like the you know the animals being you know stuff done to them. But that's how you develop drugs and stuff. Some people need to know that. Yeah. But anyway, the Bainbridge facility would provide a source of monkeys uh, to offset the importing of monkeys, and it would be a very large facility. Obviously, be some money spent for Georgia's economy. But would you be worried about if things go horribly wrong? The one monkey who can speak gets out, and then all hell breaks loose, and then it's over. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you say he can speak? Yeah, man. He's just like, dude, I drive through Bainbridge. There's a there's a waterway that goes there. He gets in the Gulf of Mexico. The monkeys are everywhere. I'm just saying, though. all hell he, breaks loose. He picked up the language in Bainbridge. He might sound a little bit different than that monkey, yes. <laughs> but I will tell you, the way the- <laughs> So he's going to be like, all right, monkeys, it's time to take over the world. <laughs> Orangutans, gorillas, let's go. Round up. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Orangutans, let's go. You hear the monkey go sick. I'm like, where'd you pick that up at? <laughs> so, now, the good news is the go monkeys down. The monkeys that would take over the world, the apes would then be all be Georgia Bulldog fans, so that would be something positive coming oh. out of Bainbridge. Uh, the facility would provide, uh, again, uh, some, uh, some job opportunities, but there's needless to say Why? a lot of folks protesting this down Well, here's the deal. I mean, you can say what's the big deal because it's down there and not right. up here. I don't want that in my backyard either, Mike. Yeah, I mean, two things I don't want in my backyard are nuclear plants or monkeys. <laughs> I don't want, you know, just, I don't want I that in my backyard. <laughs> I, mean, I know I want the power cheap, but I just don't want it within, you know, yeah. kaboom distance of where I live. No, I'm with you on that. And by the way, for those folks who are like, oh, it's not a big deal, Mike's right. Until somebody escapes. Until one becomes self-aware, sentient, <laughs> and then the rest you know, then you go. Then you got to hope that good, the good ones like Doctor Zayas. Otherwise, no, oh, he's a bad right. one. It was a bad. Zayas was a bad one, right? No, he was, the, he was in charge. The doctor. It was uh, a doctor. Yeah, the yeah. doctor. The there was a good doctor. Yeah, Chris. Because one one was uh, was uh, act, was portrayed by Rowdy McDowell yeah. in the initial one, and yeah. then it was he Kim, was the Kim one Hunter played the other one. Yeah, right? he was one that that right. you know they're good people. Yeah, she called Charlton bright eyes talking to Charlton That's Heston. Right. That's right. Yeah. right. The original was great. You maniacs! <laughs> you blew it up. <laughs> The original was great, but the remakes have been good. Yeah, but I just think I, I right. just looked. I don't know what uh, when the date of this new one's coming out, but right. I, I'll check it out. All right, so just uh, watch out. And if you do see an orangutan walking upright coming out of Bainbridge, just heads up because it's gone. on. I'm gone. Right. And there you go. There's your guy talk. And again, guys, we'll be up there at the Gas South Arena tomorrow. Uh, you know, I, and all the time. <laughs> I'm just thinking, they're apes on the street. They've got guns. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're riding horseback. they got machine guns. Oh, they're, I mean, they're, they're doing everything. Those Bainbridge horses, though, they're going to be riding trucks. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Four by fours, monster trucks, Carl. Mo- killer monkeys. On, on Dude, ATVs. Killer apes on ATVs <laughs> with rifles. Four by fours. It's on, dude. Load up. All right, guys. It's all fun and games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Until they <laughs> take over. Then they t- you know what they'll say? Today, Valdosta, tomorrow the world. Coming up, we're going to talk about Bill Belichick. <laughs> second interview. What does it mean and where do the Falcons go? Stay right there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.